You're listening to Paint the Town podcast with your hosts, LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of. Paint the Town podcast. Episode 116. What's up, gentlemen? We're in the studio today at Art Share looking LA. Fancy, looking very professional right now. <laughs> Got to tell you that, right? I feel like well, today, you know, without further ado, man, welcome Phobic to the to the studio, man. How's it going? Thanks for Thank you for me. joining us today, man. I mean, hell yeah, man. But how do you feel about the studio, man? Art Share LA, they're kind enough to offer us. We're the first show, the That's first awesome. podcast, man. That's I- very awesome. Yeah, I was pretty blown away that you guys are. In the studio. All profesh, like you guys said, right? <laughs> I like that, profesh. Well, you've seen this building from the outside, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, whenever you drive across that bridge in Art Share, you see that building. And then I was like, dude, I can't believe, like, this is actually our uh, temporary home for now, man. Yeah, so thank yeah. you to Miss Cheyenne and Miss Mor- and Miss Cheyenne and Morgan for uh, letting us be in the studio today, man. But, uh, you know, I'm real excited to have Phobic in the studio to ma- today, man. Actually, it's a classroom. If you noticed, I don't know if when you walked in and saw the label, yeah, 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 in this classroom. I don't know. <laughs> I think they made that especially for me, you know, being a teacher. It's perfect for teacher, is, man. Exactly. Well, shit, man. I mean, this feels good to be back. I feel like, you know, I mean, like uh, we did the King Create at my house, right? But uh, um, you know, this is the first time we've been kind of like back in the studio, man. So. Today, I want to uh, give a shout out to our crew, man. Thank you, Johnny, and thank you, uh, Richard, guys, for. Uh, I mean, right. if you could be in here right now, you'd think, wow, man, this is like, this is legitimate. We're ready to go. <laughs> um, whoever. Well, jo- Johnny's going to capture some video and then you can follow us at PTTP show on Instagram and uh, check out the clips, man, because uh, today we aren't doing a Zoom show, man. So, but anyways, man, let's let's get to. That's, that's what's so like, uh, just relaxed me when I was coming in today, because don't get me wrong. I like the Zoom things when, you know, we can actually have a good connection. And sometimes the artists can show us, like, around their studio or something like that. That's when it's really cool. But then, you know, there's those times where you're you're talking and all of a sudden they're like, and then you go, did, did you hear me? And then they're still sitting there and you're going, oh, no. What about that last episode, no. man? I mean, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there's things like that, too, you know. How's um, the quality on that? Um... Because you're also dealing with their not, quality, the yeah, artist's quality, exactly. of like whether they're doing it on a phone or laptop, Most people, right? You know what? I would say that like 70% is pretty solid, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, there are those that I got to go back and, re- you know, oh. cut out like massive sections mm. because the connection was bad. Pixelated. But, moving, well, the like. audience doesn't want to hear like, hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you, yeah. you know, I mean, like over and over again for fucking five minutes, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Verizon commercial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> So shit, man. I mean, let, let's kind of get into phobic, man. I mean, uh, dude, I've known phobic longer than almost any of the other guys that we've interviewed. I, I do. He's been in at least I've known of him since I got started, you know, and that was about ten years ago, basically. Yeah. Right. How long yeah. ago did you get started? I mean, doing stuff on the street. I know you've probably been an street, artist all your life, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixteen, maybe eighteen years. Wow. Okay. Where's your, where are you originally from, man? Hollywood. Hollywood, born, born and bred. Yeah. Our producer Richard's from Hollywood too, man. So, Been enjoying that weather all his life. Dude, yeah. man, that's awesome, yeah. man. 
don't know anything different. <laughs> true, true LA head. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Just so the people have an idea um, about how old you are. You don't have to give your exact age, but you know, I like to give people who are listening an idea. Early mid thirties. Early mid thirties. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So um, you guys started like in your teens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, let's go back before that. What? So you've been an artist all your life. Yeah. When did you realize, like, hey, you know what? I'm pretty good at this fucking art shit. When I couldn't stop drawing on everything. <laughs> and then I got in trouble for it. In what grade? Like, what grade do you remember? Oh, no, that was, uh, it, see, uh, it, it was, it was uh, hard to be an artist because of, like, a uh, Latino, Hispanic being raised. Uh, you, that's not a profession, you know? Your oh. parents want more for you. Oh, I feel, are, you, are you Mexican? Uh, Guatemala and Salvador. Oh, Guatemala and Salvador. Okay, yeah. okay, nice. Well, I, I'm saying Asian people, we're like that too, man. I mean, fuck, you could doctor, draw. lawyer, or <laughs> or just make good money, go to you know study, get a good job, that art kind of is, thing. Is to art make you is feel uh, good and make gifts, right? Art was always a hobby to everybody. And yeah. wait, are your parents immigrants though? Yeah. Okay, so for, you're you're basically the first generation that's born here. Yeah. Just like me, hell yeah. And I get that, man. They're they're like we didn't. It's a hard. It's a hard. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Custom to break through. Yeah. In order to be uh, who you are. Yeah, and also they're, they're like, we didn't come over here, leave our fucking country. Yeah, so sacrifice. You can, so you can <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> so you can be an artist, you know. Like, no. Poor. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of times. Not all artists are poor, obviously. But I'm well, just I mean, saying that's what they assume. it's called starving artists for a reason, too. <laughs> yeah. The high percentage of it, you know, you're going to starve for a little bit. It needs to be something else. But, it just helps um, build character. That's it right. It builds your, you know, your palette of, of emotions and things that you, know, you bring to the table when you're working on a piece. Creativity. Right? That makes it sound Overall acceptable. creativity, because it doesn't even have to be painting. You, I feel like once you become an artist, you start applying that same motivation or outlook of everything. I mean, like you said, yeah. we've known each other for a while. Yeah. I know that that goes into you know, restoring houses. Yeah. Oh, Visuals. yeah. You're right. Absolutely right. Artists and it's use like that what towards is, what every does an architect work on. You know. Absolutely. What does he what work was... on? It's like, oh, you're an artist too. It's like different. Uh, and these are the people that also say, I can't draw. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. You just built a fucking house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're just not using the right tool to uh, accomplish what you're trying to get accomplished. Doing a, an actual living installation. Right. <laughs> right. But um. Well, when did um. Okay, so I imagine what you started with pencils, like that was your first medium, maybe. Yeah, it was a uh, you know line paper with a pen. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. Uh, yeah, for the beginning of everything, uh, it was only pen. So I learned how to uh, not make so many. I mean, obviously made not mistakes, fuck up. but not fuck up. Yeah. yeah. So when you finish the piece and you didn't use any erasers or pencils, you know, mm. you that's were actually a little bit more proud of it. Absolutely. Um, it's also practice because that's all I did. You Do you know? have a specific um, like pen that you like to work with, like a Bic blue? Like or a Bic, yeah, the, the black Bic. A lot of people go like, oh, it's the pens, but I think it's actually the paper because there's nothing oh, yeah. like a receipt paper. <laughs> oh. It just glides, you know? <laughs> like, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's when you find out you're at a bar you're, and you like, you know, sign that $300 bill for those fucking two drinks you had. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, that shit was smooth, you know? And you just take the pen and you're like, well, this is for, you know. You know, I never thought about that, man. I always like like yellow line paper for some reason. Like, it, you know what I mean? And also grid paper, man. I mean, like OCD in me comes out. You're like, oh, I can write it fucking perfectly. Well, I know uh, yellow is easy on the eyes. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Apparently. So I when, mean, I feel like. When did you work up into the next medium? Like, was it uh, acrylics, oils, or did you go straight into spray paint? What kind of uh, progression? Um, 
Well, spray paint wasn't until obviously like the teen rebellion years when you just go out and obviously growing up in Hollywood too, there was a lot of, uh, all of my friends were either writers or graffiti gang related kind of people. So <laughs> great friends, you know, to yeah. Have. Bring home. Well, we grew up in LA. Yeah, you grew up there. It's like yeah. a little piece on the wall right here. Don't mind to throw it, okay? This exactly. But I was always uh, interested in characters a lot more. Okay. And I mean, if you know, obviously graffiti is all about the name, letters, and perfecting that craft. So I was always like, uh, I was always a character guy. But it would get taken down immediately until, you know, street art started kind of crawling its way into the scene when and then i started seeing do you mean like cartoon kind of like the, the characters yeah, like any characters yeah, cartoon, yeah, 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 yeah. but uh phobic is actually known for doing like these kind of um, oh yeah monsters yeah. Uh, that's that what are... i want to ask basically i was like when you say character sorry i'm chinese man when you say characters sometimes we mean like the fucking letters you, you, you know what i mean that's yeah, well that's that's when it's <laughs> like a graffiti oriented too yeah, yeah yeah but yeah there was always like a uh you know there was a throwy a throwy a character a throwy a piece and, you mm. know and it just kept going like that so there would always be like that character sure yeah yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah. That what was like the first character you remember drawing drawing uh well okay so there was always a thing of uh i would watch cartoon my mom would take me to work. She was a housekeeper. So she would take me to work, put on the TV, give me a sketch pad. Not on purpose, but she's just like, you know, here to keep yourself busy. So it would always be like something I would see uh, Bugs Bunny, uh, Popeye, fucking, you know, yeah. get home. Or at the moment, I'm just like drawing my favorite parts and everything. So that that was the the start of it. Um, classic cartoons were the first thing. Anna Barbera kind of shit? Yeah. Okay. That's where I'd started like trying to draw what I saw, what I liked. And... Um, I think I was, I don't know what age, but I was like uh, 9, 10. That's when like X-Men animated. Mm, yeah. I remember seeing that and just being blown away. I've never seen anything like that as a so kid. You you start, know, first time I see it, I'm like, oh, man, like, let TV, me see if I can draw. Right? Yeah, like, let me see if I can draw that. Bugs. Cause, cause I'm draw from, that, dude. Yeah, you go from <laughs> Bugs Bunny to like Wolverine, and you're like, oh, man, this is completely different. The detail and everything, first of its kind when you're growing up. Uh, yeah, me too, man. I didn't have the comics either. So, you know, some of my friends had comics, but I didn't really get into all that stuff until the animated series like yeah. came out. And on Saturday morning, you wake up early before your parents wake up, and then you're like, you're yeah. Like, and this is this is before like actually knowing comics because I remember having my mom buy me comics, mm. but I didn't know how they worked, so I didn't know that it was like issue one out of ten. I would just get like all these different ones, and I'd be like, <laughs> "None of it makes Dude, sense." Yeah, none way. of it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? You know, You're this young is to like, yeah, the yeah exactly. I was like just that. like, "Oh, it's a Spider-Man. It's a Batman. Like, this is gonna be a story." And I would just—I mean, it is complicated. This the, the whole universe is in. Yeah, I mean, people make a whole career out of getting into like the different series and collecting yeah. those comics. But he's right, right, though, dude. When I was growing up, I didn't buy that many um, comic books. Um, but when I did, I wasn't looking at, oh, this is like the first, um, you oh, know, the this story. series like, or this, this volume like, this or whatever. No, I just looked in whichever cover looked the coolest. That's I'm, which one I got. Yeah, and right? I'm always like, which one has, my favorite X-Men was like Nightcrawler for some reason, right? And, so you'd skim through. So no, I would just be like, which X-Men has, which which volume has uh, uh, Nightcrawler? And I'll be like, I want that one. You, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, dude, man, you don't, it doesn't make sense. What the cool is cool about the animated series is kind of like, for those people who didn't follow the comics as much, you had this like, Whole story, whole story, right? So yeah. I, I understand, like, like or said, if the you're partially dyslexic like me and can't read that well, <laughs> <laughs> in the backwards. You know, did you ever read Dragon Ball when you were a kid? Because it kind of came around later, right? Um, well, Dragon Ball. I remember seeing it before it actually arrived to the United States. Mm. Uh, I went to Guatemala, and they get their stuff 
like way quicker. I remember all my cousins being into Dragon Ball, and I was like, what the, what the fuck is it, this? And it just blew my mind. It's so good. And then, yeah, I started getting into the books, and, like, the books are way more. Yeah, no, that, that's that's interesting. For me, my parents, like, they let me buy Dragon Ball because there were some imported ones with Chinese characters inside. So they're like, all right, if you, if you like, practice reading Chinese inside these comics, we'll let you buy these books. Ah. So before it even came out as a cartoon... Um, so I'm just saying some some comics, like, you kind of, like, follow the series. You get into mm -hmm. it through the comics, and you're like, oh, shit, there's a cartoon later, which I actually didn't watch too much, you, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But uh, some things like X-Men, it's like, dude, I got into it through the cartoon, and uh, the comics are, like, actually, it's like rare collectibles yeah. now, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so I'm just saying, it's it's, it's just, almost like each episode also was a story arc of 10 comic books. Yeah, so yeah, it was, like, yeah. shortened out to, like, a half-hour show, and you'd be like, oh, okay. And yeah, now that I'm into comic books and I've seen the show again, I'm like, oh man, this is like... Yeah, it's like a I continuous story, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever draw your own comics, man? I did. Okay. I did. Uh, I started the whole thing uh, with uh, the phobic god character, which is the guy with the skull. Yeah. Do um, you want to bring up your feed real quick? I mean, we'll just bring it up real quick. Hey, I don't dude. think it's <laughs> actually up. It's, it's not on here? Yeah, I started um, cleaning out my, uh, okay. my whole Instagram every time I start... Something new. Mm, okay, way, that's okay. why. Yeah, I used to have like such an artist. Two thousand <laughs> so posts, thorough. and I was like, you know, people don't go two thousand posts down to see the beginning of your work. That's how it started, oh, and wow. I didn't want to delete any of them. So it was a long time until I realized that they did an update, and then you could archive your you posts. archive. Yeah, I was about to. And say then oh. I was like, oh, three thousand posts archive. Like I just zipped it down, and um, oh shit. Actually, yeah, these are for this year only. Actually, mm, since the beginning okay. of the year, uh, that's what my Instagram has. Okay, so um, before we jump in, let's let's kind of move. Go, let's go back. Actually, we, we kind of got distracted talking well, about comics from, from <laughs> drawing Bugs Bunny and everything to now you're drawing like X Men and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then how did you get to start on the street? Like, what what was it that made you decide? Okay, I want to start doing some shit on the street. Uh, hanging out with uh, high school friends that would get up, you know, whenever we'd be hanging out, catching spots. So, you know, naturally, you come up with your own name or they nickname you, and then all of a sudden you're writing that. Um, stickers, slap tags. How did um, Phobic come up? So, during high school was when I did eventually start developing my own characters, like drawing from my own imagination, and I pulled most of my friends to draw them, you know, as part of this, like, story That's cool. of a uh, more surreal comic book illustration style so i just draw my friends um and then that started kind of spreading in school like oh that's the artist that's the guy who draws and everything but most of it was really gory so people would just look at it and be like oh yeah, that's cool you know and it would be all, all that like you know and it was like i remember this one girl saw it and she was just like she freaked out Nothing, like, dramatic, but she was just like, no, nah, that's so fucking, like, no, nah, I'm scared of that shit. Like, uh, it's cool. got guts and this and that, and no, uh, it's, like, too gory and everything. And then that, uh, my friend uh, was like, oh, like, you're scared of it? It's, like, phobic. You got a phobia of his art and all this stuff. So I remember that <laughs> stuck. And then, yeah, after a while, it was I, just I like phobic that. kind I like of thing. That. Yeah. I like that, man. So that's how that name came about. Uh, I went with that. And how long ago was that? That was like in high school, so sophomore high school, early two thousands. Yeah, two thousand two, yeah. two thousand three. <laughs> well, you know, you know, some of the cartoon influences uh, 
he mentioned, I was like, oh, I think we're in the same age range. Age you, you know, yeah. I, mean, well, I watched Bugs, you know? And, and I mean, like it's that. funny. I was yeah. thinking about that, actually. Like, he's like, yeah, the classics, right? And I'm like, no, fuck you, when they first came out, okay? That's when I was watching. <laughs> this guy was watching Steamboat <laughs> Willie and shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what's funny, though? <clears throat> because, like, when you think about it, man, like, we pretty much grew up in the same, like, we, we grew up, I don't know, I would say from 80s to early, to, well, 90s, I th- same thing, they were still playing these cartoons yeah. of, like, classic Bugs Bunny <coughs> and things like that, right? <laughs> but if Remake, about, Remakes weren't such a big thing when we were... Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, they, they had Tiny Toons, which was kind of like a spin-off and things like that, right? But the, well, Obviously, we saw the progression of it. Yeah, yeah, but the interesting thing to me was that those Merry Melodies, right, those were created by, like... Uh, PTSD World War II motherfuckers, dude. You know, and if you look at the cartoon, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. it's like, hey, there's a rabbit in there. I'm going to blow it up with a stick of dynamite. Hey, there's, there's a duck over there. Well, I mean, I'm going to uh, blow it up with a stick of dynamite. Uh, to where it faces duck. the other way, yeah. right? Donald Duck, uh, Daffy Duck. Yeah. They made, uh, like, Nazi propaganda cartoons <laughs> from them, too. Like, yeah, they, yeah. it was actually, like, I. Because uh, recently at uh, Ucux, uh, they had a show, which yeah. was the whole uh, classic cartoons. Mm. Pandemic hit. So I just, I was like to research into the pieces that I wanted to do. I started watching like the classic, classic cartoons. Sure. And yeah, I ran into those and I was just like, what the fuck? This is like, <laughs> this would definitely not fly nowadays. They would definitely like just cancel it. Oh, totally, no, man. I mean, you that. know, I, I remember a specific cartoon. It's like Bugs being uh, <laughs> on a desert island. He's being cooked by natives. I mean, oh, like yeah. all that is like as a kid, like we also we, the 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 drastic, <laughs> dramatic features that they draw on the characters. Cartoon blackface. Yeah, man. and you're yeah. just like, oh. and they would do, do the Chinese eyes and <clears throat> shit like that. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It was. See, the thing is, like, I didn't really see as a kid. I was just like, to me, this is just to me. But maybe everybody's different, you know. It didn't really offend me, and I think that when we were kids, like. Places were more foreign, man. It was like we weren't yeah, that's true easily too. connected. So it's like, hey, when you imagine Africa, um, y- you know, we had no like direct line to Africa. So these are just kind of like imaginations. It's like people telling stories in, in a sense from their perspective. Their perspective, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, I well, also I, it's like that that um, theory that it hates not. It doesn't come with you. It's taught. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. as a kid, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's a cartoon. It's, you know, a native, a jungle native or whatever. There's no real, like, hatred or or, or, or tone to it that's offensive. And then that gets taught to you by, I guess, what, like, college professors? Like, no, this means, (laughs) like, you know, this is so this and this This and that. And you're just like, well, it's, it's a cartoon. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it's interesting because you're talking about, like, social, social studies and then, like, cultural appropriation yeah. different different words that like kind of like have been invented but i was saying that it's just like they have changed their cart the, the cartoons though kids don't grow up necessarily with those same uh, post-world war ii cartoons yeah. anymore yeah. you know what i mean even our generation yeah we still watch those but i mean if you think about it it's like tiny tunes animaniacs these things were more uh they they maybe hit somebody with a mallet but they weren't like I don't think they were like doing as many like bomb explosions and stuff like that. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, it kind of yeah. like speaks with, and nowadays if you look at the cartoons, I mean, the next I think like kind of thing was like SpongeBob or something like that, right? And it's just straight like silliness. There's like maybe some like gay undertones. Actually, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Actually, now it's, I feel like it's very subliminal, more than, more so than before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you look at some of the shows and you actually, like, uh, you have them in the background or your nephew's watching it and you hear, like, an adult joke and you look over and you're like, 
<laughs> but then, no, think about back in the day, though. Back in the day, the Disney animators were, like, drawn like dicks in the fucking rocks of, like, Little Mermaid. Oh, well, yeah. they're adults. <laughs> they're drawing, yeah. like, you gotta have fun, too. Yeah. And as an yeah, adult, yeah, yeah, those yeah. are jokes that you, like, all right, so when I was a kid, I thought when I was an adult, these are the jokes that I was gonna be able to understand and actually, like, do. And now, um, you know, I'm grown up and all of a sudden rules have changed. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's become a, a hypersensitive uh, culture these days. Yeah. If you're if you're trying to send out some kind of a message or something, you got you're gonna offend somebody. Yeah. You're gonna you. There's definitely someone out there you're gonna offend no matter what kind of message you're sending out. Yeah. Even I mean, if it's one of peace, you know, because <laughs> you're gonna be offending like Sabo Sabo Art. He's like fuck peace, right? <laughs> Dude, you know it's so funny. <laughs> Recently, he's. You know, the Proud Boys have been in the news, like, so much. Uh, this dude straight up said on our podcast, look in 2018, that he, he's a member of the fucking Proud Boys, yeah, dude. absolutely. So it's so crazy because, like, things, even since then, no, he was saying how basically the media is categorizing as a hate group on this. You know, we try to get, it's not like we're sympathetic towards his politics or anything like that, but we're like, hey, we want to, like, you, you know, he's, see he's what you streets. have to say. What were we saying? Uh... I have a personal thing that even if I disagree with someone, I believe in the, I guess it would be the American free speech. values free speech. of free speech. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, it it also brings me, uh, I always say this too, uh, Inglorious Bastards, where they ask him, what are you going to do with your uniform when you get Oh, yeah. Was it like, like, oh, it's gnarly. Yeah, he tells him, he's like, what are you going to do with your Nazi uniform when the war's over? And he's like, you know, you're going to put it away, right? Or burn it? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, see, I don't like that. Yeah. I like to know who my Nazis are. And then he carves, <laughs> carves it. He carves a swastika yeah, in his face. That. And it's like, you know, for the safety of others, it's good to know who is who. Yeah, you know, yeah, I hear absolutely. a lot, especially from the... Sadly, you're never going to get rid of anybody. Yeah. yeah. Whether yeah. you're for immigrants... Or racist or whatever. You could try. You could do whatever. See, the thing is, you could do whatever's in your control to stop it at the time that it's present if you're around. But there's a certain point where, yeah, none of this is going to go away, especially over overpopulation. Yep. Uh, different factors. Absolutely. I mean, the, so now many you... different factors that, you know, I do believe in peace, but I do believe in free speech. And then which, which where do you go? Well, you were you were smart. You never really got political with your uh, with your artwork, right? I tried not to. I've done some political uh, art, what? But I don't post it because I don't feel like it's. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, you do like I just said. You do mm. what you have to do. Uh, I also don't believe in in being an opportunist because I see a lot of art that does that too. Mm. It jumps right onto the political things that are happening right away. Uh, maybe you could say like Sabo or <laughs> Plastic Jesus. Shots fired. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you know what though? I, what I think it, is, it, but you know, it's it's different, and and there's a freedom to do all these things because yeah. the street there there are no rules. Yeah, there are no <laughs> rules. Like, like you know, there are yeah, no yeah. fucking rules. The rules that are made up by artists are just to kind of keep everybody in check to some degree. <laughs> to some degree, but when when you realize like you know, I could. What's going to happen? What? Yeah. What are you going to do? What's going on real quick? You don't own this shit. You don't own this electric box. You don't, you know. (laughs) It's true. It's funny. Okay. It's kind of funny that I feel like a lot of people, especially from the, you don't hear too many of people, even from the far right saying that, hey, this guy should be deplatformed for being too liberal. But you do hear a lot of that coming from 
the uh, super liberal side. Of censorship. <clears throat> yeah, and then it just seems to me it's a lot of times it's like, hey, you guys are so open-minded that you can't accept people that have different opinions than you. You, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, <laughs> right? You know, I, I don't think you, sh- you should accept it. Yeah. I just feel like you should realize that uh, yeah, be op- people are going to do what they want to do. It's, uh, it's all, again, what you can do. What you, you control yourself on what you want. So you just take yourself out of that situation. Facts, that's, that's the first thing you should do. Facts, well, and you man. know what? These days with how polarized the, the political situation is, you're either preaching you know, to the choir or you're not going to reach these other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, it's like they're going to see... also being cornered also into taking a side. Yeah. That they want you to take. Exactly. Yeah. And that sucks, too. Because no, you're, you're, that, that's true, man. Because sometimes it's I'm so just uncomfortable. Like, I just want to be neutral and not give a fuck, dude. You, you know, what it's I mean? one of those days. Tomorrow you might be <laughs> the fucking change that needs to be done, but I think there's a lack of understanding from people sometimes. Where well, it's like, hey, I've had a bad day today. We're in a pandemic. I lost my job. It's like, yeah, but. Black Lives Matter, say it. <laughs> it's like, oh, 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 not right now. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, you're dude, right. Dude, like, uh, that thing is like, uh, I'm depressed. <laughs> like, let's move fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there, everybody has a bad day. And I feel like um, people get judged too fast by things that they uh, so, say or do one day and they try to make it up the next and they're like, no, nah, mm. you tolerance. Did you did That's that. That's the thing. You know what? Tolerance. It feels like tolerance has gone out the fucking window. Which I've had a conversation, which is uh, being intolerant of the, or being tolerant of the intolerant, or being intolerant of the intolerant. I don't know. Yeah. So, man, you're, there, you're, there's just very, very, uh, there's a lot of different emotions that uh, I don't, it's all negative too. Even if you're trying to make a difference, you, you're going to have to realize that you're going to feel like shit. You're going to be uh, up against, you know, against the odds. Yes. All the time, whether you have a mob behind you or not. It's always, uh, it's not going to be an uh, easy path, whatever you choose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you want peace these days, it's, it's to be found. You can find peace. With There's find plenty peace. of wide open yeah. areas with no one around. <laughs> no one around. But if you want to get along. No, I want to be next to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I don't get. It's like, uh, no. <laughs> you know you don't get along, okay? If you know you don't get along with a bunch of people in a town, the only thing that's going to help you have any kind of peace of mind is if you're willing to embrace tolerance you know that's that's uh i guess what it comes down to fine there's infinite ways of getting around that yeah you know uh awareness i guess avoidance is like the the best kind of self-defense that's true when i I, i'll never forget the first self-defense video that i ever watched and I thought the guy, oh man, okay, Run. sure, <laughs> video over, yeah, right? <laughs> like, oh, okay, um, don't get caught. <laughs> well, I just, I, I thought when the guy first said, it, I was like, well, that's just fucking, no, no, duh, you know. But he, it was, you know, this. What's the um, safest practice of sex? <laughs> I'm like, Absence. Absence. It's like, oh, yeah, no. exactly. Well, no, this guy was like, look, you know, you want to, um, the best self-defense. You're walking down a street, and you see, you know, you have two streets to take a, you know, decision between. You know, you know this one street could be some bad things happen. You know, this other street's a lot safer. Yeah. You take this fucking safer street, yeah. you know? You see someone that's a certain distance away, you know, is going to give you problems. You don't go that direction. You go another direction. Yeah. You know, I remember at the time going, well, that's just fucking simple as shit. But it's true. No, no. It's, oh, just, it's, 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 it's true, but it's also like, 
an acceptance. I mean, again, growing up in Hollywood, it's an acceptance yeah. that things are going to happen. Let's go back to talking about Hollywood for a second, man. trying to avoid them, like, you know. Because, you know. in your environment. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. Growing up in L.A. is a bitch, dude. You know what? No, wait a second. The other thing this guy taught me on this video, which was very, very, uh, very good and um, effective, is to concentrate on having one precise move that's your initial move. Kick him in the balls, dude. That's the Whatever fucking it move, is. man. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, his thing was if if you're in close like this, is to put Neck. fingers up yeah. into the throat like whap like that. That'll yeah. instantly stun someone. Hope, then you can do all the fucking eye. Man. <laughs> so his point was. Oh yeah, neck is always. You like get the... you sit there and you practice that like hundreds and hundreds of times a day to where you don't practice all these other fucking moves as it much. It just becomes second nature that move. Yeah. Eye pokes, and man. There's a reason why they're illegal in the UFC, man. <laughs> Kick them in the balls. Eye pokes, absolutely, man. No, it's a street fight, man. It's just, just you like, like. Do you ever watch right? the UFC? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got yeah, some hey, fights one today, come, actually. You come and watch. Uh, hang I mean, out. my, my uh, one of my homies uh, posts. Not only do do I watch them, or if I miss them, there's always the highlights. Oh yeah. There's always like you know. Love the those, highlights, dude. But there's some vicious fucking. Oh, yeah, man, dude. Vicious, I mean, vicious. Yeah, I'm glad you're, you know, let's talk about MMA for a second, because we, we've been kind of, like, going into it. Man, dude, man, who, which weight class are you uh, enjoying? There's a lot of good fights coming up right now, man. I mean, uh, did you watch there that Adesanya uh, Costa fight, man? He just picked him apart, dude. I didn't, actually. Oh, you didn't? Dude, it's so good, man. It just <laughs> it just goes to show you, Adesanya, Costa looks like big Brazilian Adonis guy, like, could Massive. be a fucking movie. He's like, oh, what do they call him? The I can't believe Ricky he made Martin. weight. <laughs> like, when that dude came up there and made weight, he was just so sucked in, and, like, you could have probably beat his ass. I could have probably kicked his ass right then and there. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. just, uh, oh. I mean, people don't understand. Like, these guys cut. My, my little sister is a MMA fighter. I mean, even them, they, they cut, even the women, man, they cut, like, 10 to 15 pounds, like, before weigh-ins, man. You got to think about that. It's just like, dude, man. I can't lose like ten pounds in a year, man. These guys Isn't are losing ten pounds in like yeah. Yeah, a couple it's not of days. Very healthy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally not healthy. I mean, before they used to be able to do the IV thing too, you know what I mean? But nowadays they can't do it, so it's kind you of dangerous. Make that money, man. I, think that's <laughs> I mean, but you I mean, but a I think that they should change this shit to where they do weigh in the day of, like right before they go in there. What is it? Does that wrestling does that? Uh, no, one one FC actually does hydration checks actually. Um, in if Asia, you really care, if you really care about your athletes, you know, Dana White, listen up there, dude. You really care about your fucking <laughs> athletes, all right? I got my speed dial. Quit making them kill themselves <laughs> right. with these fucking, you know, weight losses to, to make the class, okay? You know? You wouldn't have this problem of people missing weight so much. And having to take people's purses and worrying about, you know, possibly taking 80%. <laughs> Did you hear him talking about yeah, that? Yeah, I heard about that, too. That's ridiculous. But shit, man. I mean, you know what? It's business. Players are, <laughs> players are always going to find a way to uh, uh, cheat the system, man. Remember Cormier when he had towel gate when he, like, he weighed towel. and then oh my God. He pressed yeah, he's down, down on the towel. He's pushing down, down on the towel, actually. Lost 1. Like, <clears throat> 1.5 pounds, 1.2 pounds but in he a matter made of, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, no, but, they needed money. They needed money. Yeah, what the problem I mean, that's was. what I was about to say. You know how much money is riding on those fights? Like, yeah, no, totally, man. And also the UFC, though, I gotta give them props, though, man. They've been, they've been the, pretty much the only sport that's been continuous through the ent- entire pandemic, man. I mean, they I feel were the like, first sport back at it. They, yeah. they did their organized their bubble and everything, and they actually became. Um, I like the model, I guess. A model for other people to follow as far as sports go. I, mean, I feel like the sports season kind of like passed by hella quickly, man. Right? right? You know I mean, what I mean? The year went by quick. <laughs> <laughs> you staying home, Dude, what right? What was it like for you? What was the COVID like for you? 
Um, so Are I was you going, in Hollywood I, these I was days? Actually, yeah, I was actually going through some shit before that. So I was already in quarantine-ish mode mm. before it hit. Self-quarantine. Um, yeah, I okay. actually uh, had a car hit me uh, January 13th. Oh, shit. Of this year? Yeah. Dude, 2020. Fucking <laughs> hell. It's been hell for you, huh? Yeah. So I, happened? that happened. Uh, I was crossing the street, and uh, she was just making a left. During the bright me. fucking day? Oh, the car hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm yeah. thinking like in a car wreck or something like that. Nah. Car to <laughs> like, human nah. body. <laughs> yeah. What broke? Or Nothing. What? what? I just had to Wolverine it out of there. <laughs> uh, nah, dude. Uh, did you fly? I had, like, when yeah, you... oh, yeah, I did. Uh, I landed on my arm, my drawing arm, my painting arm, and oh, uh, I'm an artist. <laughs> did you yell oh, at me? Oh man. <laughs> well, okay. So what sucks is that I was also uh, my day job was uh, painting backdrops and uh, oh. draperies for concerts and stuff. Okay. So well, those are fucking out the window. Uh, right? There's like a temp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they're actually. I think last time I heard they went out of business, and they were the one of two. Places that only does hand painting in all of the U.S. So okay. hand painting's out the window kind of because of the pandemic. But uh, so they had let me go for, for a temporary because it was just no business. And uh, they called me up and they're like, hey, well, can you come in tomorrow? And I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, an hour later, I'm going home. Oh, get hit by a car. Oh, man. And um, yeah, to obviously take time off because of that but you didn't break anything though you just bruised up right uh, yeah up. like uh it was a uh, I got i had a black eye uh it, i hit the the, the light oh it was an suv too so oh okay so oof. yeah I, it should have been worse uh yeah i went to um the hospital and they were just like uh you know Do we you check for internal bleeding now no luckily fucking wolverine it was, over like, here, it was just like feeling like shit for about three months Really, just stiff. Uh, medication at first, I, I was all loopy. Didn't fucking really... I wasn't really there. Fuck, no. dude. Let me ask... Fuck, I don't maybe. get it, man. So, wait. You didn't break anything. You had no. a black eye. No concussion. No concussion. But then you still felt like shit for three months. Yeah, oh, dude, it your was, body... No, yeah, you I was... Man, yeah. When, you, when you traumatize your body, there's certain parts of you... That especially if you're not used to that kind of trauma, yeah, it sticks with you, dude. It takes a while. The to only get over I shit. think one uh, nurse uh, asked me if I did any sports, and I was like, nah. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, I skate, and he's like, ah, oh, okay, that might have helped. And I was like, he's like, oh, well, <laughs> you're you used know, to fall. You're fall yeah, you're falling. <laughs> like usually, you know, people that, that bike ride or skateboard, like they have this already into their whole yeah. thing. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was horrible. Like for you know. Afterwards, Damn, man. For sure. How but, long was um, it before you could draw? Three weeks. Two weeks. Three weeks. I could draw, but I actually, uh, my hand shakes every now and then. Mm. So you could, yeah, I started noticing in my illustrations that, like, you know, there's always, like, these little wiggly lines barely going, like, and I gotta, like, stop. Uh, you know, I get cramps, too. Um, there's, there's a bunch of side effects that I'm feeling now. Uh, I got two discs that are apparently shifted a little bit oh yeah mm. three that shift around all the fucking I know. time you told me about that <laughs> yeah and um yeah they, they offered which i didn't know was a thing two things that i learned out of this whole thing um they inject you with green dye when you're going into the mri to check for internal bleeding mm -hmm. and that shit sets your whole body on fire for three minutes two minutes didn't know that had to go through that and uh, you just feel like a fucking burning through your yeah, he told me he's like uh look don't be alarmed are you claustrophobic and i was like no <laughs> 
I'm not. And then he's like, okay, so they strap you down and they put you in that fucking tube. And then he's like, we're going to inject you with dye because we need to check if you have any internal bleeding because you obviously don't have much to work with. They kept me overnight because they said adrenaline usually when it stops, that's when everything starts yep. fucking around. Um, mm -hmm. So he's like, you're going to feel like you're on fire. And I was like, okay, I just got hit by a car. Like, yeah, how much worse can <laughs> Whatever, it be? you know? And then, yeah, he injects it. And then, yeah, sure enough, like, I just feel like this overheating sensation. And, yeah, it did feel like. You're In your on, face and everything, too? Like, yeah, when you put a lighter and you go like this and you're like, oh, shit. It yeah. just felt like every single thing Ooh. was just set on fire. And you're just like, oh, fuck. And just when you were about to break, it just kind of mellows out. And I was like, oh, this feels like drugs. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> familiar feeling no, yeah, this is better <laughs> yeah so you know the that and then uh the whole discs uh they told me that uh they recommended like a epidural oh god which i didn't fucking know like i thought that was just you know for pregnancy reasons and everything i'm like i'm not having a baby it's for yeah it's for your back and it, it helps it might help they said it might so i was just like oh shit and then i was like what's the length of it or whatever they're like oh you might have to come in like four years later and get some more it's a pain whatever uh they recommended just keeping more exercise and swimming was like the best yeah yeah for it do you feel um, like you're a different person after this accident, man? Oh, I mean, yeah. It dude, seems like um, uh, it was pretty tough on your recovery, man. Congratulations on that, too, man. Thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Uh, for a while, uh, I remember my, one of my homies asked me, like, what, what, what are you feeling? And I was like, I almost feel like I died, and none of this shit's real. It was almost feeling like a third-person perspective for a, for a while. Mm. Like, it felt I was in a haze. I was going through some other you shit. you never too. had any kind of accident like that in your life? No, at all. That's what makes the difference. So that was, yeah, that was different. Being, like, having a sling, neck brace for a while. Just, shit. Yeah, because I got, obviously, I got whiplash, too. Like, I told him, like, my neck hurts and all this shit. Damn, but, I um, can't believe you didn't break anything. Dude, I'm, I'm as dude, blown can, away. Here's the thing. You will fuck yourself sometimes up worse by not breaking mm. something. Okay, if you rip like a bunch of tendons, Oof. okay, you'd be better off if you were to break a bone. Yeah. That bone's going to heal up faster than those mm. tendons are. Well, fuck, I mean, this is... I and mean, I know, because I've to, dealt yeah, with it before. <laughs> he's, he's getting pounded yeah, by fucking yeah, you waves got knee, and shit. knee surgery, right? Yeah, this, my right knee's been operated on five or six times, something like that. Dude, this guy went to Germany with us for a show. <laughs> He had this whole fucking I had knee my, brace thing. I had I to like, keep my leg in a uh, straight position when I was walking. Mm. And Is I it could only bend it. For a while? No, that was Nuremberg. Yeah, Nuremberg. That was Nuremberg. Okay. And I had just had surgery three weeks before we went on this trip. And if it had been two weeks, I wouldn't have been able to do it because they basically, what happened was I'd already had um, a uh, graft put in there and attached to the femur and the tibia with a bolt. And it came loose. And so they had to go in there and rip out the old bolts and find two new areas and put in two new bolts with a new Fuck. Uh, piece in there. And I had just had that done three weeks before this trip to, to Germany. And so I'm having to, like, limp around with this brace on. And... Um, yeah, that's uh, oh my god, uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah, but the thing is, like, and it was what a trooper though. He did it, man. He did the whole show, did his old spray thing at the trade show. Well, dude, I felt kind of bad because on. this was like a, a new thing that they were trying out. Okay, okay. Um, the company that uh, that James works with, um, the the vice president, you know, he's trying to talk him into this idea, you know, and so 
here I show up in a, in a leg brace, right? Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, the vice president is probably thinking, oh, no, what have I gotten myself into here, you know? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I would have thought, damn, commitment, well, bro. You should have stayed at home. Well, one one thing is committed for sure is this yeah, guy's yeah. still stealing German street signs when he has his fucking brace. <laughs> when we're driving around in Germany yeah, so when, he can when pay in it Germany, on right? <laughs> I couldn't help it, bro. You know, I've done a lot of work on street signs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I just, when we were driving around, I happened to see this construction site. We had a couple of street signs around it. And so... When are you the last, ever have uh, a chance to, yeah, like, you be know. in Nuremberg and, and snag a, a German street sign? But then you didn't a, think about it. You got to go through fucking customs back on the airplane. Novelty <laughs> shop, bro. I got yeah. it at the street sign store. I put it with all my art supplies. <laughs> Luckily, it fit in this bag that I had. Just barely fit in with all, like, these the stencils that I brought with me and everything. Oh, yeah. And didn't have a single problem with it. Went right through and no problem. Nice. But, um... Yeah, I, I just remember um, the the vice president of this of this company that had flown me over there and put me up in a really nice hotel. Like, dude, they treated me like a king, <laughs> and <clears throat> they were worried about, oh my god, is this going to be worth our investment? You know, but luckily it worked out. We were worried they they weren't going to let me spray paint inside. Okay. Luckily, it was a big old hall, and we were right next to some food. But you know, I'm sitting there spray painting, doing my you know stencils and stuff, and no one said anything. I mean, you could kind of control it, right? You do little not sprays. really. You're not like, a, fucking. No, no, no. I didn't. You're not huffing it. everybody out. No, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but what ended up happening was, everyone that was walking by, as soon as I started shaking that can, and they mm-hmm. heard that sound and they heard the spring, they would come walking over and nice. checking it out. It's a little and beacon, be like a little bro. crowd a little standing beacon, yeah. out, and they would ask me something. I'd be like, "Well, you know, I'm here with these guys. You know, if you want to talk to them or whatever." And so, next thing I know, the vice president comes over to me and goes, "Hey, would you like to go to Shanghai?" Ooh. And I was like, is. "Oh yeah." So this is uh this is when we were in Germany. These are actually uh, high executives in the German ink market, and actually like so, Teach was able to uh, do kind of like a d- demo at our booth, nice. basically with all this uh, custom stuff, man. So uh, it, it was a nice experience, man. How much traveling you been doing? It was, it was a live painting. Yeah, yeah. But it was at a, yeah. it was at a paint sh- trade show. Like these people are like conservative people that are coding business. show, right? Yeah, yeah, coding show. So inks as well too. But these are people who have never really seen like kind of like street art and they're in the industry kind of things too. So it's like great because corporates. you have these yeah, corporates, you know, people yeah. who are in corporate America like appreciating street art which, you know, is what we're all about here. We want to kind of like make sure street art is recognized as a fucking classic genre of art. I mean, it is in its infancy. It is now. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah definitely now. All right, so um, it was cool because Teach had this had this uh, 12-er. You, no, you know that was I mean? an 18-er. Oh, 18-er. I had to sit up with 18, which <laughs> then, actually uh, doesn't. It's, it no, won't work. You know 18. what, though? It, this, remind, this video reminds me because you had a John Lennon stencil that you put there, and somebody actually oh, yeah. stole it. Somebody stole a John <laughs> Lennon stencil? At this corporate yeah. trade show. It's so. a 8 by 8.5 by 11, you know size stencil or whatever but easy to snag just oh yeah someone did that someone did just yeah. that and uh but it's cool that was the i mean you, you know i mean we were we were kind of like giving pieces away at the uh yeah, at the booth for uh, speaking stage. of aerosol though let's start talking about when you got involved like when you started first using aerosol paint you said you were doing tagging and stuff right? yeah, yeah, yeah so were you um, writing phobic or yeah. were you doing bubble letters in phobic no nah, just writing so never then, not never got into like doing the whole um Throw, throw yeah, throwies or anything. Sure. Um, so it was basically just to sign whatever piece you were doing then. In a, yeah, in a sense, or just because I was there, just little with some streakers or something like that. Yeah, I remember uh, when I worked out of a kitchen. The owner, he was on in front of uh, I think it was Aaron's Brothers, right there on the brand Melrose. Yeah, it's closed now. 
But I remember I had a tag on one of the meters, and uh, like three years later, uh, my boss hits me up and he's like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing?" Sends me a picture of that meter, and I was like, oh, "It's still up." <laughs> like, <"What the> fuck? <laughs> small little tag, but it's 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 those things that you, you don't think that little small tags are gonna matter. But uh, you never know when you some never know who's gonna see it or when people are gonna see it. And that's like you know, the little full circle. Kind and I of think thing. like for guys who are starting up or maybe only doing like baby tags and they see somebody like, Oh shit, that's a phobic right there. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it kind of yeah. gives them like, Hey, inspiration. Maybe I can work up. Well, I think, I think the internet and social media had a lot to do with the boost of street art too, because I mean, yeah. there was art blogs before there was any fucking. Yeah. You were, he was actually one of the, one of the few guys that we've uh, interviewed that was around when the Melrose and Fairfax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. We, yeah, I love talking about, the whole Greg, uh, Greg <laughs> we were all back there too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I remember seeing your name on uh, on uh, Melrose and Fairfax, and you always had such high quality work, man. So yeah. it's so thanks, cool to be thanks. able to sit, sit with you today. But tell us a little bit about those memories from back then. I would say 2010 ish. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, what I mean, how different the scene <laughs> was, man. Yeah, it was. Um, even the smell was different. <laughs> <laughs> of the paint? Yeah. <laughs> Iron Lax and the 94s were just like, you could smell that whenever somebody was spraying it. Um, it was different. Uh, there wasn't that many uh, politically agenda-driven art. Yeah. Uh, and there was more character, I felt, out of people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Not that that's a negative, like, I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's just a shift. And you have to adapt to the shift of what it is now, I feel like. Um, a lot, I feel like there's, there's a lot, lot of people, that, you know, they don't like, but it's like art. You might not like a piece, and I really fucking love it. There's a lot of spam okay. these days, yeah. I feel like, m- more is. so. People coming in and out real quick. It's like hobbyists. <clears throat> or, yeah, and uh, people Well, just... they try to make it into the galleries, and then if they do make it into the galleries, you don't see them again. Or if they don't, yeah. it's been a while, then they get they burn out. Yeah. yeah that's, what I always, that's why I always admire guys like you, man. It's like commitment man there's a reason why people know your guys names in the scene because you've been putting stuff out there and also you know working towards something man like you know i think that's really important for a lot of artists to know too i think there's a there's a there's a definite divide between um even artists i think or us that it's like uh we don't even see it as being an artist or art it just became nature second nature to us yeah to to me at least I, i just i don't think about this is what makes me an artist. I'm just doing, this is what I do now. It's like a different Fortunate language. Fortunate enough yeah. to, to like make a living out of it um, and go through the roller coaster of making a living out of it. But regardless whether I get a job, a regular job, or or you just stop being in the scene, I think you can't because you're, you're still going to do it. Here's the thing, dude. Like as you, an just, artist. you just went to Germany and you're like, you see these things. It's like, it reminds me of being a skate. Like when I used to skate and you just see these stairs and this rail. And to anybody, it's like, what the fuck are you talking? Stairs and a rail? It's like, you don't know what I can do or what I'm going to mm. try to do. I could, I, I'm trying to like ollie over these four stairs, five stairs. And it's like to people, it's just, okay, I don't see those things. But to, to like an artist going back to the art world... Anytime you're a pedestrian, you look up at the light post and you're going to see an Obey sticker <laughs> or anybody from the neighborhood sticker, random tags. And if you're an artist, you're always looking at that. Always, always, always. And you always will. And you can't, yeah, you can't avoid it. 
So at yeah. that point, you're not doing it to to prove to people you're an artist. It's just this is who you became. That's interesting to, talking about proving to people too. I think a lot of people, when you initially start off, whether it's music or art, you're literally trying to prove to other people, hey, I belong <laughs> in that same yeah, echelon. Kind of, yeah. Absolutely. And then yeah. some point in time, it, within yourself, it's not like somebody says, you are good now. And then all of a sudden, like, that's it. You, you know, that's it. We're, we, I think initially a lot of artists were all searching for that feeling too. That's validation. That, the validation. There you yeah, go. Absolutely. Right. But then some, you get it within yourself at some point in time, really. You're yeah. like, I belong here. I, I you know, and I, my peers respect me, whatever yeah. reason you've kind of like led you up to that point. Um, I just recently posted something. Because I took a, uh, I, uh, it was a, actually my stories. It's not there anymore. Okay. <laughs> See, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. There's a little fucking sidebar here. These fucking stories, Snapchat and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's different. What the fuck? So okay. stories I do every day. Posts, I post something that like. Defines something that, that, that. No, no, that, no, 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 uh, no. I get that. I get that. Okay. I understand it. But what I don't get and just, I can't do it is like, for someone like me, I hate journaling. Okay, I hate mm-hmm. writing because my mind goes super fast. I can't keep up with it and everything. Okay. So for me to write something anytime you see something that I've written, it's taken me a long time to actually write it. Okay. So, um, and if I'm going to produce anything, like, you know, put a little graphic next to a thing and just do a quick story or something like that, mm-hmm. to know that that's going to fucking disappear, <laughs> it's like, fuck that. If I'm going to make spend some of my time to do something, you know, at this point, it's, this is almost kind of like a journal for my kids. To look at when they when they grow up sort of yeah that's what stories so, are stories are like your daily hour to hour kind of yeah like but they disappear. they disappear so how are my fucking kids okay, gonna so, see them so when they grow the up so so here's the thing you got to learn how to use what you have because it's a tool <laughs> so let, let me let me put you on game right now yeah 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 so i did a comic book that ran through in my stories meaning i did little panels every day i did like 10 panels that oh, would tell cool. a story and they would disappear now you have a highlights option where you could stack all the stories that you want into that highlight and it's on the bottom. So then you start, you know, if you want to, if you want to digitally read my comic book, I don't have it on though because <laughs> I took it off, but it's on the highlights and you get to title your highlight. And then let's say your trip to Germany, you took all these little 15 second videos and you want people to see your whole trip. You put in your highlights and now you get like this 10 minute thing of like, oh shit. This guy did this every day or every hour. Teach is looking at you like, what are you, what are you talking about? Because he doesn't. He comes from the generation that there was. Oh, dude, 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 talking about highlights. I don't even know what the fuck highlights. Talking about highlights in his fucking hair, dude. That's 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 the generation that Teach comes from, dude. Yeah, and this is the thing. Like, like uh, a friend of mine, um, he's trying to get me into this thing called Discord. The fuck is that? It's like another type social, of like, it's like app, a new TikTok. Social, yeah. Okay. No, oh, it's not like TikTok, but exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm feeling like I'm getting to be a little too old for this shit. You are. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it's you. just too many apps. Well, I'm not too many apps this. where I'm just yeah. like, no, go look, ahead. I'm, no, I'm talking about this. One. That I'm like, okay, I'm. This is where I feel like the the old uh, mentality yeah, coming yeah, in. It's coming in, yeah. Is where I'm like, nah, I'm good with this. I could do what you're telling me on this, and I'll just stick with this. That's yeah, what I started at like five. You know what? Well, I could tell when I'm like, yeah, highlights <laughs> and story, and like, okay, that I learned how to do based on just fucking around with the tools that you have yeah. available to. And I'm like, okay, stories delete themselves. Oh well, I'm having beer here. Like, shout out to the beer. It'll disappear. It's not an important post. Or you don't want your right. whole feed to be like food posts. You know, a lot yeah. of Asian people they like to post their food all the time. So you don't want that's too permanent. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, I'm Asian. Don't be racist, <laughs> man. 
<laughs> well, I'm just saying. It's just, hey, I'm, oh wait, you're Asian. Yeah, no. it's it, you know. But, Everybody does that though. <laughs> like, especially fucking Asian people, dude. Okay, everybody, anyway. everybody does that. Everybody but, but anyways, takes pictures of food. But I, I didn't it's like it at first. Permanent. It's a little too permanent yeah, on is. your feed. You to know, have a profile. Why, yeah, you, you want to put it on, on the story. You, you know what I mean? But yeah. but dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, it's interesting because kids, I think. They're like, oh, TikTok is a new one. I want to try it. Oh, mm. uh, fucking whatever is a new one. You know what I mean? I want it Vine or whatever is gone. Yeah, you know, yeah. we they're not thinking like, oh, fuck, it's a lot of effort. It might be gone. A whole like other password I gotta think of. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it. we don't, we don't really like have that mentality anymore where we're willing to try things. It's if getting th- there, yeah. Yeah, if you think about it, it's like the <laughs> networks, though. They're like, oh, we, we're fucking TV, man. We don't need to fucking, like, go into YouTube or all these different, you know? And where are they sitting now, man? They're fucking hurting TV because it's like... Yeah. They, yeah. they they don't they didn't cash in on these, like, kind of, like, avenues early, man, so... All they've got is the older, yeah, it's like older the, uh, people Blockbuster watching. Denied yeah. the oh. Netflix merger, and then guess what? <clears throat> I'm mean, like, said, like one day it's gonna be like somebody bringing up like Reader's Digest or something like that. You know, yeah. it's like it's like for ooh, specifically ooh, for one. old people, right? <laughs> you know, I mean? uh, phobic. TV guy. Any, yeah. uh, you ever have any problems with the law? Um, and spray painting. Now, I don't need to ask about other stuff. You know, it's whatever. Really, but like, I've with, never ever ever um, anyone that you were with at any particular. time? Well, I mean, or? getting stopped and and hassled and harassed. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but. <laughs> To be taken away and like I mean, who hasn't fucking it, gotten harassed by yeah, the cops? Exactly. <laughs> like, Jesus well, you know, we we like to find that unicorn. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, they, they just couldn't. Never, never got my hands uh, caught, caught up, red-handed. Uh, well, shit, man. We, we shit, not that I can think about. Before really, we go much further, let's let's talk about how people can actually purchase your work and. Well, and, I want to know about music too because uh, I, I saw some pretty interesting what kind of music are you into bro because you know i'm the musician of the of the show man yeah. and i'm always curious oh, to dude. find like what people listen to when they whether it's this podcast or different types of music that they're listening to when they draw man or is it in silence you know weirdly enough uh talking about age i grew up musically more during the whole napster era yeah me too <laughs> so yeah. when that stopped i noticed that my music like just <laughs> Mm. You never got on the Spotify. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Well, now I'm on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like listening to all this shit. But uh, you know, it's it's a it's a wide range of stuff. It's it all depends on. I'm guessing a little bit of punk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I see some misfits on your like misfits. Uh, <clears throat> right now, I'm really into like uh, this artist that's coming up. Uh, no Face, um, Deftones, a lot of Deftones. That's probably my favorite band. Uh, Freddie Gibbs, as far yeah, as yeah, man. Like, that's pop. interesting. That I feel like, dude, your art doesn't seem like so like angry though. It seems like kind of playful. Right now it is. <laughs> okay, okay. Right now it is. I, I wanted to actually. He talk has to his you. moments. Well, you're talking about in in high school how you drew that picture and then uh, it was so like kind of like almost the like gory, gory, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, what inspired those images be from that cartoon jump? It's to- always been driven. That's why I like uh, Deftones because mm. it's uh, it's like violence and love. Yeah, yeah. So it's always passion, that passion. passion. <clears throat> Yeah, it brought man. up like a uh, more raw feeling, more detail in my art and everything. And that um, horse logo is so fucking couple, cool. There's a couple of, uh, <laughs> you could see actually in, in like two of my posts or three. Uh, right there. Those, those are a little bit like gearing up to. Mm, mm, yeah. To like more action scenes. Mm, more, I see. 
little bit dude, more man, violent great figure work. So what kind of, dude, you were talking about comic books. You do your own comics. Like, mm-hmm. what was your first comic and what was uh, um, kind of like, what are the comics that you think, and like, how, how, do, you, how do you start the process of those comics, man? Well, it's weird because uh, <laughs> one of my friends tells me all the time that I need help uh, story, story-wise, how to write. Storyboard. Which is true, but um, I'm doing it all by myself. So it takes a toll on you to get something ready and prepared to do that. Uh, storyboard panels, drawing it, uh, getting a story that uh, the reader can be satisfied with, getting your point across because the story is interesting. But how do you make that come out? You know, on each panel, what did these characters say? What's the dialogue? Uh, then I have to worry about printing it, setting up the comic book on like a zine format. So there's a lot of a learning process that that goes into doing a comic book. Things that art has taught me is uh, when you learn how to do it yourself, you learn and appreciate a lot for other businesses that help you out as far as like making shirts. Right. If you've ever made your own shirt, uh, silk screening, press, all that shit, there's a lot to learn about that. Like, Outsourcing, uh, man. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, instead, of, instead of having somebody do it for you, when you get your hands dirty, you're like, oh shit, this is actually a lot of work. Yeah, yeah you know? absolutely. Like, oh dude. fuck, no wonder they're Two hundred and fifty dollars for twenty-five shirts, and the color cost. Because then you start looking at the color costs, yeah. and you're like, "Oh shit, this ink is like fifty bucks," and it's the, the 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 actual good quality one. Like, do I want that? Do I, like all this stuff that that goes into um, even animation? Like, uh, I mean, we're we're in a room right now where we're like trying to control volume. Uh, yeah, man. You know. But all right. Well, this before we go any further, let's talk about how people can get in touch with you. Uh, at Phobic God, Instagram, phobicart.com. Hell yeah, website. man. Website. I mean, I mean, shit, dude, we're gonna have to have you back because, uh, we're, we have our next guest coming in, but dude, man, it's so fucking cool finally kicking with you, man. And, uh, uh, dude, man, I gotta Thanks tell you, me, I see all your, the characters that you draw and then like, like I said, man, there's some like, well, Phobic's just one of my favorite because like he's been in the game and he just keeps producing. Yeah. And he keeps like striving harder and harder and just getting better and better work in my opinion. Yeah, man. And Actually, like to said, wrap it up to something you said, uh, when this whole thing started, I, I did a post of, uh, 2014. I did these, uh, very realistic three dogs. Okay. I just did that. Those three dogs. Um, what, like, uh, two weeks ago. Those are cartoon. When you look at it, as far as my opinion goes, oh, I was that. like, uh, the realistic dogs look a lot better. As far as technique and... I like uh, these, man. <laughs> I, they're both, they're are, both man. awesome. But I feel like uh, when you look at it, and I'm like, in 2014, I was trying to prove myself mm. that I could do something more realistic. And now you look at the, the cartoon, and you're like, well, cartoons are easier to draw. I feel like, <laughs> Dude, I like so you, I, I understood like the whole like Picasso when it's like, if you know about Picasso, he knows how to paint. Absolutely. And then he ended up doing these wacky little, like it's what he people would talk do. shit like, Oh, it's a three-year-old could do it. It's like, yeah. But now I understand he went through a process where he was just like, this is what I want to do. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. I don't give a fuck enough to explain it to you of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I actually, I mean, to make this quick, had something because uh, you get criticized a lot for doing your stencils. <laughs> and I always bring up, I'm like, yeah, but he is a fucking phenomenal painter. <laughs> yeah, because I've been there. That's true. That's and, true. I mean, your, your, your stencil technique is also fucking 
awesome. Thanks, bro. But I hear and I read the comments of like, oh, stencil this, this and that. I'm like, ah, yeah, but if he you... knows how to paint. Like, he's doing <laughs> what he wants to do. Exactly. When I um, want to do it. My only question has always been like, yeah, the whole uh, passing away celebrities. Like, why is it that you do that? What's that? Like, when celebrities pass away. Oh, only ones I like. Only ones you like. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, that's a... Yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a preference at least of like. No, but you know oh, what? Yeah, like yeah. No, there's been one or two me, yeah. that someone has reached out and like. Uh, I think it was the black director, uh, film director, whatever. John, um, God, Singleton. Singleton. Thank you, John Singleton. Someone reached out to me and I was like, oh wow, you know. Once I became aware of who he was, and I was like, yeah, I totally. Because uh, even even like your 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 MMA UFC fighters, like. Oh yeah. I remember yeah. you you did this one. I forgot who it was, but I think you did a stencil to begin with, and then you painted over it, and it was like done on on wood, and it was like chipped oh, off yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, dude, like bring that back <laughs> for me. <laughs> I do occasionally, you know. But I yeah, will. like I always tell people, like, oh, oh, he just does dead celebrities and this and that, and I'm just like, personally, personal knowledge, I'm like, yeah, but he could paint whatever he wants. I mean, he did that shit for Fairfax, the 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 tiger, lion. Uh, one of the most remarkable and thanks for sharing was when you did uh, your your wife's painting. Oh yeah, thanks, bro. That was fucking years ago. Dude, man, you this know is what I mean, like that that was ten years ago. I remember going to your pad and just like knowing him as like teach peace, the cross, and everything. And then you know I asked to go to the bathroom and he takes us up and then I see all these paintings and I'm like, oh shit, like. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I do those too, and I was like, oh, okay, so you're one of the real ones, good. Dude, <laughs> like I appreciate <laughs> that, bro. But um, thanks so much for being here today, man. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Dude, man. Yeah, you know back. what? Definitely want to this, have you This back. guy doesn't like to receive compliments, but I'm telling you, as, as just his co-host, man, dude, thank you, because I need to hear that sometimes, too, man, because, like, I know all these things, and just to hear it from another, like, very, very talented artist, man, just always like, hey, man, I'm, like, I'm amongst, like, the presence of greatness, man, like today, you know, in, you. in this industry, man. So, dude, thank you so much for joining the show, man, and, uh, dude, man, when we have our party and uh you, you know you got to come out and just hang hang with us definitely, man definitely. you know you're definitely going to come back and do another episode with us hopefully man because we got to get deeper into growing up in hollywood and kind of yeah. all this stuff man we barely touched you music today <laughs> you know what i mean so hell yeah man shit dude thank you so much man thanks for, having me. Thanks for and, everybody uh, so, and uh leave us a comment a review cheers um anything else yeah follow us at pttp show and uh leave us a review and uh yeah thanks guys phobic at phobic, phobic god and uh, the website, the website, uh, www.phobicart.com. All right, hell yeah, dude. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. And in the end, the love you take is equal to love.